Welcome to Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio with author, speaker, and your host, Pat Rulo. The program is not intended to replace medical advice from a licensed professional, but rather to encourage you to become a well-informed participant in your health and well-being. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Hello and welcome. I'm Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety. I'm so happy you've taken the time to join me. And today, I have lots to share with you. So, let's dig right in, shall we? Is the Gestapo coming to your Thanksgiving? Here are some fun facts for you today. With Thanksgiving just next week, the California governor and the California Department of Public Health released new safety guidelines for all private gatherings amid the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. The new rule comes with strict restrictions that aim to help reduce the risk of spreading infection. Here they are. All gatherings must include no more than three households, including hosts and guests, and must be held outdoors, lasting for two hours or less. Attendees may go inside to use restrooms as long as the restrooms are frequently sanitized, the statement added. I guess unless you're sufficiently scared and either pee behind a tree or perhaps invest in some of the new adult diapers. Masks must stay on after eating and drinking. Those at a gathering may remove their face coverings briefly, just briefly, to eat or drink as long as they stay at least six feet away from everyone outside their own household and put their face covering back as soon as they are done with the activity. Oh, that's right. Eat as fast as you can. Don't chew, of course, because that takes time. Swallow the stuffing whole, even if it burns your throat. Even though digestion begins in the mouth, too bad. Let your stomach deal with it. The latest guidelines add face coverings can also be removed to meet urgent medical needs, for example, to use an asthma inhaler, take medication, or if feeling lightheaded. <laughs> Oh, wow. So we're allowed not to die of stupidity if we have an urgent medical need. Thank you. We needed permission for that, right? This is one of my favorites. Singing and shouting, strongly discouraged. Singing, chanting, and shouting are strongly discouraged because they pose a very high risk of COVID-19 transmission. And I ask, how many of you chant during your Thanksgiving meal? Oh, I know we do. Fork in one hand, knife in the other. Turkey, turkey, turkey. Love that chant. Those who do participate in those activities should do so quietly at or below the volume of a normal speaking voice and wear a face covering while engaged in the activity, the statement said. <laughs> really? They want people to whisper behind a mask during Thanksgiving? They say those who sing, chant, or shout are also strongly encouraged to keep a physical distance of more than six feet to further reduce the risk of spreading infection. Unless, of course, you are BLM or Antifa, then it is permissible, if not encouraged. Oh, this is a good one. Musicians are allowed at gatherings, but they must be from one of the three households. The playing of any wind instrument is strongly discouraged, according to the statement. So folks in California, leave your trumpet at home. Can this be any more bizarre? 
Yes, it can. Seating must provide at least six feet of distance in all directions, front to back and side to side, between different households, the statement noted. That's right, people. Bring a tape measure or perhaps a very large compass. Or heck, bring along a protractor, too, in your purse to be sure your circumference is a full six feet in all directions. Oh, as much as possible, all food and drink should be served in disposable containers. Hey, honey, let's drag out our best paper plates for our Thanksgiving dinner. Who is this guy? His state is burning to the ground with chronic annual wildfires and perpetual water shortages. 20% of the homeless in this country are in the state of California. Doesn't he have something else to do than worry about chanting and trumpets at someone's home during a Thanksgiving dinner? Apparently not. Here's some more goodies. The CDC. They say use touchless garbage cans if available. I guess if they're not available, just throw the trash in your neighbor's yard. Use gloves when removing garbage bags or handling and disposing of trash and wash your hands after removing gloves. Come on, they don't even do this kind of thing in hospitals. And now all of a sudden, at Thanksgiving, we're going to use gloves when removing garbage bags or handling and disposing of trash? Oh. Plan ahead and ask guests to avoid contact with people outside of their household for 14 days before the gathering. That's right, quarantine for 14 days before Thanksgiving. Hey, honey, we've been invited to the Joneses for Thanksgiving. See you in two weeks. I have to sit in my closet for 14 days. Oh, another good one. Do not let pets interact with people outside the household. Fifi, don't look at Grandma. You might get the Rona. Oh, how about this? Encourage guests to bring food and drinks for themselves and for members of their own household only. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what Thanksgiving's all about. Hey, guys, come on over for Thanksgiving dinner, but be sure to pack your own stuff. Wear a mask while preparing food for or serving food to others who don't live in your household. Yeah, that's right. Like someone's going to cook for two days in a hot kitchen while wearing a mask all by themselves. Oh, there's a, here, here's another winner. All attendees should have a plan for where to store their mask while eating and drinking. Keep it in a dry, breathable bag, like a paper or mesh fabric bag, to keep it clean between uses. Hey, kids, when you set the table with the paper plates, be sure to wear gloves. And remember to place a mesh fabric bag next to each paper napkin so everyone can store their masks in between bites. Stupid. Limit people going in and out of the areas where food is being prepared or handled, such as the kitchen. Sorry, no one's allowed in the kitchen. Have a virtual dinner and share recipes with family and friends. Oh, gee, Mom, that casserole sure looks good. Wish I could taste it, but just give me the recipe instead. Or they say watch sports events, parades, and movies from home. And here's one that I'm sure is part of your holiday tradition. I know I've been doing it for years. Visit pumpkin patches or orchards where people use hand sanitizer before touching pumpkins or picking apples. Wearing of masks is encouraged or enforced, and people are able to maintain social distancing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Visit pumpkin patches? I mean, seriously, have you ever visited a pumpkin patch during Thanksgiving dinner? Ugh. 
Then there's the wise governor from New Jersey who suggests have guests gather outside in the driveway. What? Then there's the lunatic Chicago mayor who says this, under the new rules, residents are not allowed to have guests over to their homes, including family members that do not live with them. People are only allowed to leave their homes for essential reasons. And the mayor says, traditional Thanksgiving plans must be canceled. New Mexico bans groups of five or more. Washington bans indoor social gatherings of any size. In Michigan, the state's chief medical official, in conjunction with their out-of-touch-with-reality governor, had this nasty comment. Quote, If you are smart now, you may be able to have a nice holiday with your loved ones alive at this time next year. Wow. And in Ohio, the little governor with a scary smirk says, no dancing and no games. Oh, come on, won't you miss doing the hokey pokey and playing Twister this year? Excuse me, does that include solitaire? Now, some states are still allowing up to 50 people to attend a funeral, but only 10 to gather for Thanksgiving. So if that's the deal in your state, I have a workaround. Simply invite up to 50 people and tell everyone it's a funeral for the turkey. <laughs> and that's what I think of all of this. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7, 24-7. You're listening to the hottest speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com. Now, here's a very, very interesting article from the American Citadel by, written by Zach Strong. Perhaps I missed the pandemic clause the last time I read the U.S. Constitution, but I don't recall anywhere in that inspired document where it says that all our God-given rights can be curtailed in a crisis. Yes, yet during the current corona crisis hysteria, the Constitution has been almost totally suspended by the president, governors, and local public servants. These people feel the Constitution can be suspended at their will and pleasure. Our sacred rights enshrined in the Constitution have been curtailed as a result of coronavirus hysteria. Fear has proven to be a far deadlier contagion than this red Chinese virus. At a time when the economy was booming, confidence in the president was high and rising, and the public was finally starting to talk openly about the dangers of socialism, an illness with an extremely low mortality rate imported from communist China has succeeded in gutting the Bill of Rights and reducing us to patients in a medical police state. Now, I won't discuss the growing mountain of evidence that the coronavirus was and is a false flag. Rather, let's focus on the fact that fear of a limited disease is no justification for violating the rights of an entire nation. In a recent article for The Federalist, John Daniel Davidson used the term little tyrants to refer to those who have reacted to coronavirus by curtailing the American people's rights guaranteed in the Constitution. In part, he wrote, we've now witnessed local and state governments issue decrees about what people can and cannot buy in stores, arrest parents playing with their children in public parks, yank people off public buses at random, remove basketball rims along with private property, ticket churchgoers, and in one case, try and fail to chase down a lone runner on an empty beach. All of this, we're told, is for our own good. 
pandemic or not, the stuff has no place in American society. Petty tyranny of the kind these mayors and local officials are scheming is wholly alien to our customs and way of life and destructive to the social contract on which our nation is built. Well, amen to every word. It is wholly alien to curtail individual rights simply because a crisis situation arises. Normal, peaceable American citizens are being targeted by many tyrants in state and local governments as criminals for simply attempting to go about their daily lives, walk outside, play in the park, assemble in groups per the First Amendment, or go to church, or, dare I say, have Thanksgiving. Let's highlight a few of the horrid rights, violations, and outright irrational things governments have done because of coronavirus hysteria. In San Clemente, California, the city decided to dump 37 tons of sand onto a skate park to deter skateboarders from minding their own business and harming absolutely no one during the lockdown. Near Malibu in California, a man was arrested on the beach for paddleboarding alone in the ocean. In Idaho, a woman was cited by police for holding a yard sale and threatened with jail time. A mother was playing in a public park with her kids and was arrested for peacefully refusing to obey a cop's unconstitutional demands to leave. In Kentucky, the governor forbade in-person Easter church services and instructed police officers to take down the license plate numbers of all those evil churchgoers. In Westport, Connecticut, they are currently testing pandemic drones that detect coughs, sneezes, and people's temperatures. <laughs> I'm sure that won't violate the Fourth and Fifth Amendments. In Philadelphia, a passenger was violently dragged off a bus by police officers for what crime? Not wearing a face mask. And how did the police know that some random peaceful man wasn't wearing a face mask on a bus? Well, the driver did his Soviet, excuse me, civic duty and called them, of course. This one really annoyed me. The Michigan governor deemed seeds non-essential and forbade their sale. Yes, seeds, vegetable seeds, fruit seeds, seeds. I can't think of anything more essential than seeds. Walmart, Target, Costco, and my local Home Depot had closed entire aisles of products, declaring them non-essential, and that included seeds. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo used the coronavirus as an excuse to close all gun stores. Not to be outdone, Los Angeles ordered gun stores closed during the pandemic. In Florida, a pastor was arrested for holding church services in violation of the stay-at-home order. Pastors in other states have suffered similar persecution. And the list of arrests and insane authoritarian behavior could continue on and on, but these suffice to give you the flavor of what's happening in America today. This is the type of thing that people who support draconian stay-at-home orders allow to happen. This is what anti-Americans and many tyrants do and support. This is tyranny. People who are scared of coronavirus have the right to stay home and lock their doors if they please, but they do not have the right to force me and my family to stay locked up in our home. They do not have the right to prevent other people from going to work to earn a living. They do not have the right to stop other people from operating their business or selling their products. 
They do not have the right to keep other people from traveling. They do not have the right to prevent others in their community from playing in the public park. They simply do not have a totalitarian authority over the lives, actions, bodies, and property of other people. The most these timid and terrified people can do is stay at home if they truly think self-quarantine is in their best interest. The general hysteria has shown millions of people to be hypocrites and supremely inconsistent in their views. For instance, isn't it ironic that the same people who protest for their right to murder unborn babies are now supposedly so concerned about society's health and well-being that they want us to give up our rights for their own personal safety? What happened to my body, my choice in these people's darkened minds? Apparently, this privilege only applies to them. These are the same sort of intellectually stunted individuals who think that vaccines are safe and effective, yet are worried if you don't vaccinate. At any rate, whether out of fear or ignorance, these cowed people have thrown their lot in with the many tyrants who never let a good crisis go to waste. There's a lot of blame to go around for the hysterical overreactions and tyrannical impositions that have occurred. We can blame those in government who have usurped power and have taken to dictating how we may or may not live our lives. We can blame police who say just following orders or just doing my job as they violate the Constitution and arrest innocent people who exercise their right. And most certainly, we can blame the public for their timidity and for tolerating the tyrannical acts. One of the things that sets America apart from other nations is that we have a national creed, the Constitution. The Constitution is the keystone of Americanism. It holds the Republic together. It is the glue which keeps the 50 states in a workable union. All public officers are bound to uphold the Constitution, and the American people are likewise bound to sustain and obey it. It's important, then, that we understand what's called the Supremacy Clause. In the National Constitution, there is a thing called the Supremacy Clause. You can find it in Article 6, Clause 2. It states, the National Constitution trumps any and all state and local laws that touch upon the same objects. So if a governor forbids you from assembling peaceably in your state, this is a direct violation of the First Amendment, which guarantees the right of the people peaceably to assemble. And if they do forbid church services, they're violating the First Amendment, which guarantees American citizens the free exercise of their right to worship. And lastly, if a governor or mayor assumes the authority to ban firearms or firearms sales because of a crisis, their declarations are null and void because the Second Amendment guarantees the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And there is no pandemic clause which nullifies the Constitution in the event of a crisis. There is no clause, section, or article of that document which allows it to be suspended at the say-so of Congress, the President, the Supreme Court, your state governor, or your local mayor. Another issue is that of rights versus privileges. A privilege can be taken away by the one who grants it. A right, however, cannot be taken away. It can be forfeited by violating another person's rights, but it cannot be justifiably taken away from a peaceable citizen of this land. Rights existed before the Constitution. They are inherent in man. But it's a crisis, you say. It's for the public safety. But putting an entire nation under house arrest to control a virus? 
Let's assume for a moment that it's true that forced quarantine is good medical practice. Where does the Constitution tell government it can nullify my freedom just so it can fight a disease? We're supposedly faced with a virus akin to the common cold that has a 99% recovery rate and which can be cured with a simple $20 medication. Someone please cite the article, section, and clause that tells me that the Constitution can be suspended in this situation, and I'll be quiet. We're faced with an epidemic of many tyrants who, like cockroaches, have come out of the woodwork to capitalize on the public's fear and massively expand the size and power of government. Police, mayors, governors, and others have assisted in this wholesale destruction of the Constitution by acquiescing and going along with the tyranny, yet they say they're just doing their job. Well, if their job is to destroy the Constitution and eviscerate our rights, then they are correct. If their job, however, is to defend our God-given rights, then what they've done is broken their oaths, trample the Constitution, and betray the trust of the American people. Since few in government and courts and law enforcement apparently have any desire to stand up for American freedom, I guess it's our duty to declare our rights, to hold up the Constitution. The smallest but perhaps most effective thing you can do right now in this time of imminent danger to our republic is to fearlessly vocalize your resistance to the tyrannical, communistic lockdown measures in place inform others that what is happening is nothing short of tyranny, that it is not for the public good, that it's destroying the economy, that it is contrary to the Constitution, and that it severely weakens our liberty. You can be the one who shares critical information with your family and friends, both in person and online, because you can rest assured that the mainstream press won't share it. I urge you to lend your voice to the resistance effort. Stand up for your rights and encourage others to stand up for theirs. Help rally against the godless Marxist tyranny that oppresses us. Never be ashamed to stand up for your freedom. Stand boldly and know that others stand with you. Be warned that if you cave to the pressure and go along with tyranny, even if it's supposedly for the public good, you disgrace your nation and everything which the title American stands for. America needs us now more than ever. It's your time to show where you stand. I say it all the time. You have to speak up and stay alive. Well, I guess you can tell how I feel about all of this. I say, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Spend time with your family. Use the good china. Sing loudly. Dance uncontrollably. Play all the games you want. Chant. Blow your trumpet. And safely celebrate the life of your turkey. <laughs> Is everybody ready to do the turkey hokey pokey? Yeah! You put your turkey body in. You put your turkey body out. You put your turkey body in. And you shake it all about. You do the turkey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. Well, that's what it's all about. And with all of that in mind, it's time to head out. Until next week, be sure to head over to the website, speakupandstayalive.com. Get some copies of the books. They are still very valuable during these times with no family oversight during your hospital or health care stays. Speakupandstayalive.com. Also, the holidays are coming, so get ready for some fun and useful gifts. 
give the gift of health at zappenzen.com. We've got essential oils to add wellness, joy, and a bit of zing to your life. That's zappenzen.com, Z-A-P-N-Z-E-N.com, zappenzen.com. We have some joyful holiday rollerball trios, three rollerballs. One has love, soft and a bit spicy rollerball, bliss to lift your mood, and happy, happy, joy, joy rollerball. The name says it all. Three rollerballs, discounted, plus a free bonus gift. We also have some of our top-selling rollerballs, Melt for Anxiety and Stress, Snooze to help achieve a restful night's sleep, and Feel and No Pain for natural headache, neck, and muscle relief. Again, you'll find lots of goodies that are just unusual gifts, stocking stuffers. Everybody loves the spray called Dirty Talk. They just think it's a cool name. It's a cell phone cleaner. And given this horrible virus that we have out there these days we might want to keep our cell phones clean with dirty talk so there's a lot of other fun and useful gifts and products for yourself and everyone on your gift giving list zapandzen.com Alrighty, until next time i hope you have a healthy and a happy week and a beautiful thanksgiving free from tyrannical mandates i am pat rulo and i am the voice for informed choice honesty, common sense, and patient safety. If you've missed part of today's show or just want to share the information with friends, you can listen to all of Pat's previous shows at speakupandstayalive.com. Want even more information? Purchase a copy of Pat's book at speakupandstayalive.com. Once again, it's speakupandstayalive.com. Or you can call Pat at 440-725-5462. Until next week, remember, you have to speak up and stay alive.